bring Timmy the trash can. And I love trash. Popcorn boxes, cups, and candy wrappers. Mmm, they all taste so good. Instead of throwing your trash on the floor, won't you please give it to me? Thank you for considering your fellow patrons. Welcome to the Tim Dillon Show, everybody. We are here in Dallas, Texas, and we've got Brendan Schaub coming up. We have a lot of fun talking to him. He was in town doing the Addison Improv. Joe Rogan was in town doing the American Airlines Center in downtown uh, Dallas. And um, Tony Hinchcliffe was in town opening for Joe. Uh, so we had a lot of West Coast people invading uh the Dallas Fort Worth area, the Metroplex, as they call it. When I, you know, Shaw was staying at a really nice hotel right down by where Kennedy, JFK, committed suicide in the middle of the road. So I saw that. They have an X, nice and fun and real creepy, on the street where he got whacked. And you, 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 you know, and then. Last night I was at the early show. And the early show was real drunk. I mean, they were good. They were decent. They were fun, but they were real drunk. And you get the feeling, I'm like, these motherfuckers would kill Kennedy all over again. They'd kill him again. You just you just get the vibe that these people would, would fucking shoot that guy in the head again. That nothing has really changed. Nada. Nothing's really changed. They would just go in. These fuckers would go in and get rid of that guy. ASAP. No, no questions asked. You get that feeling here. When you walk around Texas, you get the feeling like if there was ever a place for a coup in this country, it's going to be here. It's going to be here. And it was. Like if there's ever a place to get rid of the guy that says maybe we should stop like, you know, lifting fucking uranium from the Amazon and... Maybe the CIA shouldn't be in a facto double government. Like, if there was ever a place to shoot that guy in the head in front of his wife, it was. It's here, and you get that by the audiences. You're like, oh yeah, you guys are, you guys are down, you guys are with it. Um, there will be video for Shaub. I know many of you complain about the video. Here's why we don't give a fuck about YouTube anymore, and we're doing YouTube as a way to make the experience better for everybody. We like being on camera. We like the video. But the reality is YouTube is over. It's done. They're taking everybody's money. They're not allowing people to monetize their channels. Guys like David Dobrik, who have hundreds of millions of views, are talking about that their ad revenue has been fucking cut. So I, I have nothing compared to these people. So a lot of the big YouTubers, guys like Logan Paul or whatever, they've started podcasts, H3H3, because they're smart and they know that the ad revenue is going to be made up for in podcasting. YouTube is fucking done with small creators. They're done. They don't want independent creators they want that's why when you go to youtube and you uh, you know youtube jeffrey epstein the first five videos are msnbc cnn and they all have 70 or eighty thousand views no one gives a fuck but all of those corporate companies are now dominating youtube even though you know luke radowski who's stuck on epstein's island video has close to a million views which should have more by the way but they're not promoting that in the same way that they're promoting the corporate media videos um and this is just the end of the road. We knew it was going to happen. They can deactivate your channel now if what you do isn't commercially viable. In their new contract, when Ben uploads videos, they go, is this suitable for children? And if you say yes and it's not, they can sue you. Obviously, nothing we do is suitable for children. Everything is adult, comedic 
you know, satirical videos and podcasts, none of which are, uh, you know, appropriate for children. But this is what YouTube is now doing. They are getting out of the business of small creators, what essentially built them. And they're getting into the business. I mean, YouTube will be Netflix. You guys can't go on Netflix. Can't go on Netflix and start a channel. And that's going to be what YouTube eventually is. That's just what it is. You know, there was probably some smoke-filled room at uh, the Bilderberg conference or the Davos conference where a bunch of guys were like, we've had just about enough of this. Technology has allowed people to go out there and truly ruffle the feathers of billionaires that haven't had those feathers ruffled for decades. And I think in the beginning they tolerated it and it even helped them because technology was just this way that you could complain about things but not take any action. So it was this simulation, essentially, this world that you could kind of just, you know, participate in. But those people, it was like, it was like, great, let them tweet. Let them, let them, you know, talk to each other on Facebook. Let them, let them vent all their grievances online. We're never going to have to do with it. Well, then what happened? Online started to get a little too real. You know, people like Donald Trump got elected. Uh, Brexit, uh, you know, happened. All of these things that a lot of people, and I'm not saying these are good things or bad things, and I, I'm not saying that the people are all going to make the right choices all the time anyway. But empowering people is not on the agenda of the elites. This is just not part of the thing. They want people to feel empowered and not be empowered. They want you to feel good, but they don't want you to have the power to really do anything, certainly not upset the world order that they've really created. So somewhere there was a smoke-filled room in Davos, and they were going, you know, this has been cute. This has been fun. We've allowed them to have a little bit of fun, but now it's time to rein it in. Now it's time to shut it down. Now it's time to, to, to basically hand the internet over to the corporations that we handed television over to. And these fuckers aren't stupid. They know TV's eventually done. So what do you think? All these massive media corporations are not going to come in and suck the money out of, out of the internet. Now that's what they're going to do. The internet for a long time was just freewheeling, Wild West, you could do what you wanted, you could start a channel, you could go viral, you could get views, you could build an audience, you could monetize it. Goodbye! That is over. They're done with that. And I truly believe we're maybe the last generation of people to find ways. I'm not saying that no one will ever find ways to monetize content again. They will. It's the reality of what it is. It's human nature. This is where a lot of people are now making a living. But, you know, right now it's going to be tough. So when all of you fuckers complain, there's no video, I want the video, shut up. You're lucky you get anything. This channel could go goodbye really soon. And, the, and by the way, channels with 500,000 subscribers, 1 million subscribers, 10 million, they can be wiped off YouTube if they're not quote-unquote commercially viable and if they're not making YouTube enough money. And I think it really goes back to the idea that, that people in power... Uh, are, are not really thrilled with the idea that you can create a channel on YouTube that gets more views than the nightly news. That means that they are losing uh, the power and the, uh, they're losing control of what you are watching and what you are listening to. That is not in their plan. They do not like that. And I guarantee there was some meeting somewhere on one of these big conferences where they basically said, you know what? 
This has been a fun little experiment. We've enjoyed this. We've collected a lot of data. We've learned a lot of things. But now it's time for the adults to re-enter the room and carve up this space. This is just what it is, is what's happening. Right now, the only freedom left is podcasting, which as which just like radio has always been an auditory format where you basically put your words out there for people to listen to. That is probably all that's going to be left. Because once you subscribe to my podcast, for now, by the way, until they find a way to fucking change this, because Apple Apple already has technology that is, that is uh, transcribing all of the podcasts that are happening, and they're going back, they're backlogging and transcribing podcasts that have already happened. Why are they doing that? I don't know, but that's not a great sign. I don't necessarily love that, and I don't know if they're going to say, well, you said these three words and this combination, and that means you're out. You're getting a strike, three strikes, and you're gone. I don't know. But I will tell you this, as of right now, because all you have to do is hit subscribe on a podcast feed, this is the only thing that they can really take. And by the way, this is hard to even complain about because if you complain about this stuff, people think you're a Nazi because those are those are the people that are getting thrown the fuck off. So if you if you complain, if you're like, I got deplatformed, people are like, well, what are you talking about? What are you talking about on there? It's a hard thing to complain about. It's actually one of those things where if you publicly vent or complain to somebody that you're getting deplatformed off social media, they're like, well, what are you doing? Talking about the shapes of skulls? What are you using your YouTube channel for? It's like, no, I'm dressing up like Ghislaine Maxwell and an in and out. I'm dressing up like Meghan McCain, but it's still, you know, you're still, you feel weird talking about it because people think you're some lunatic that's trying to start a race war when in fact you're just fucking making people laugh. But the problem is there's, they don't want to differentiate people that are actually, you know, uh, trying, and I'm sure there are people out there 100% that are using YouTube to recruit people into violent groups and whatever. And I, I, I just, it, it, we know that that's happening. But what they're going to do is just get rid of everybody that's even the least bit controversial. That's just what's going to happen. And it's hard to complain about. I mean, I can complain uh, on my show about it, but, and I can talk to people that are aware of what's going on about it, but the general public doesn't care. This is my point. The general public doesn't give a fuck. They don't make really money off YouTube, and if you start complaining that you're deplatformed, they think you're crazy and you're doing something wrong. It's just the way it is. They don't care. People love authority. This is what people are into. People are like, well, I'm sure you did something. Like, they don't necessarily, they're not siding with you, and I get it, because every now and then, there are people that shouldn't be on these things doing crazy stuff, you know? Um... But that's the thing. That's the future. The future is going to be you click subscribe on the podcast. You're subscribed to the podcast. That is great. Uh, until that changes and until they can start fucking with that algorithm and God only knows and I hope they don't. But that's going to be the last thing that's left pretty much for everybody. YouTube channels are going to are going to appear and disappear at the discretion of YouTube. I don't put a lot of videos on Instagram anymore. People ask me, I just made a fun Disney video, um, you know, about some psychopath. And by the way, enough with the Disney Plus. Fuck off. Enough. Grow up. How many times do you need to watch fucking Captain America over and over again? Grow the fuck up. I understand that it's probably a good service, whatever, especially if you have kids or whatnot. And you want to introduce them to the, you know, 
movies that they may not have seen. It's all in your living room. But if you're an adult without any children and you're really excited about Disney Plus, you should be in jail. Okay? Enough. My friend Jared Logan, who's a very funny comedian, said once about Disney, he goes, it's the first culture you're exposed to. It's not supposed to be the fucking last. It's not supposed to be the last culture you're exposed to. It's the first. You're supposed to use that as a jumping off point to get to other things, to get to other books and films. It's not just supposed to be the Lion King forever and Disney cruises. People go see the Lion King on Broadway. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Figure it out. But this is what's going to happen. It's all consolidation. All of these major media companies emerging. The, the, the era of the independent creator, I, I'm, I'm being a little dramatic now, but I think you might, be, you might look back and go, the era of the independent creator is over, where you could just really amass a following and monetize what you're doing. It doesn't seem to be, you know, it doesn't seem to be, uh, a model that is going to last for right now. So all, all you, you know, and you guys can't really do anything about it and I can't do much about it. You know, the podcast seems to be the last vestige of being able to say what you want, although I'm sure they can take you off Apple Podcasts if they want. They don't seem to be doing that. I have a lot of friends with a lot of wild podcasts and, you know, they don't seem to be doing that as of now. It's all for now. It's all a limited time only. You know, me and Luis Gomez had a talk and we're like, maybe the final thing is going to actually be the live show. Maybe the reality is just going to be if you want to hear things, you're going to have to go out live. You're going to have to leave your house, buy a ticket, sit in a comedy club or a theater and hear what people say live. It may literally go back to that. It might just be a big circle that takes you back to live performance because there's just too many hands in the cookie jar if it's not live. There's too many fucking people and corporate power structures that have to get involved between what, what, what people are creating and what you're consuming. There's just a lot. So YouTube is, is pretty much over unless something changes drastically. And by the way, they prevent people, you know, nobody gets a notification when I do a YouTube video. They don't notify. We've got maybe eighteen or 20,000 people that are subscribed to the channel. We should have a lot more, but my videos are not appearing in suggest. Even though people love them and they're funny, they have a huge am- amount of engagement. YouTube doesn't even want that anymore. So they're not appearing in uh, a suggested videos and nobody's being, a lot of people are not being notified when I post a new video. So the tools that YouTube has to limit my uh, reach, uh, I mean, they're using, they're certainly not helping me build a fan base on YouTube. They're just not doing it. They have no interest in facilitating. Uh, is this all Gary V? Good question. Is it Gary Vaynerchuk? Is that who I pissed off? That I piss off Gary V? Now he's going around all the tech companies. I don't know. I think it's bigger than that. I think they just don't have an interest in independent creators. That's fucking the way it is. I'm very late to the game. I got into mortgages a year before it collapsed. I got into stand-up comedy late to the game. This is just what I do. As soon as I get involved in something, it's over. They'll probably get rid of podcasts in a year. As soon as I get good at something, it's done. I'm just that guy. I show up late to the party. All the good shit's already happened. And I'm just there cleaning up the kitchen and watching some girl vomit. That's what it is. So I show up late to the party. So those of you that are that are like, what the fuck's going on? Uh, I know a lot of you don't give a fuck. Like I said, it doesn't affect you in your daily life. You're not making a living live streaming. That's fine. But listen, go subscribe to the YouTube channel for as long as it's around. 
Stay subscribed to the podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to God that the podcast is just the thing that endures. I'm hoping it endures because radio in some form or another has endured. I think podcasting will endure. As far as the, the video content, where that's going to go, that's a great question. I know that some people are just hosting it on their own websites. You know, the future of that, I don't know. Or YouTube might just be a place you could park your content, but very few people are going to see it relative to the amount of people that would have seen it, and you're not going to make any fucking money. That being said, we have a great interview coming up, Brendan Schaub. I spent about an hour with Brendan. He's a really funny guy. Uh, you know, people think I hate him for absolutely no reason because I, I made a joke, which me and him talk about, uh, with Lewis, where I call him the greatest comedian in the world, which he's not. That's why it's funny. But I could have said that pretty much about anybody because nobody's the greatest comedian in the world. Comedy's stupid. It's a dumb thing. And all of you that are precious about it, all of you out there that are like comedy snobs, you're even dumber than the people that are doing it because it doesn't matter. It's really dumb. I work my ass off on jokes to have a unique perspective. And the funniest thing I say is that you know, somebody with a, you know, a T-Mobile phone has AIDS or whatever. And the audience goes crazy at that. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. And, you know, I love it. Other comedians love it. It's what we've dedicated our lives to. But God, does it fucking not matter at all. So anybody out there that's like, you think somebody deserves to be successful, somebody doesn't deserve to be successful. I get it. I understand you have strong opinions, but also understand that they don't fucking matter. Doesn't really matter what you think. You don't care. We're living in the United States of America. We're at the end of the empire. It's all over. All the trends are converging. We're going to be rationing water soon. So think these are going to be the good times when you guys were discussing which clowns deserved their money and which clowns didn't. Which clowns should have had more. I get it. I get it out there, but this is going to be the good times. In 30 years, when you walk outside and the sun fries you and your, you know, your kids are fucking you know, walking to school in you know, 109 degree weather and everybody's got to have some fucking weird sun cloak on and it's like Mad Max, you're going to look at this time and go, you know, that was a really fun time that we had. Uh, but I talked to Brendan for about an hour. We go into everything from a lot of the online hate that he gets. We talk about how he started in comedy. We talk about the fact that I'm a better swimmer than him and Rogan and all of those guys. Uh, even though they think they're athletes, I'm a, I was a great swimmer. We discussed that. We talk about politics a little bit. We get his feeling on, on kids playing football, transgender athletes who go through a real, a real lightning round of hot button issues. Um, and I had a lot of great time on that podcast of Fighter and the Kid. I'll see those guys again soon, hopefully. And hopefully I'll be on your mob's house. We don't know. It's The ban is still in effect, apparently. I missed that Dr. Drew episode, and I didn't show up for it. And I was going to be rebooked, but that was a while ago. So still no call from your mom's house. It is pretty. Maybe tweet at them and say you guys should have Tim Dillon on. I don't know. Don't annoy them. Be respectful. But I don't know. I don't know. We're still We're still going... We're still uh, going strong here with no reach out from the Your Mom's House Network. They may have no interest in me, and that's okay. That's fine. I'm not complaining. It just is what it is because people message me, and they're like, why have you gone on your mom's house? It's like we had an incident. I missed Dr. Drew. I lied about it. There was a photo of me on the beach on Instagram. They all thought it was funny, supposedly. Ha, ha, ha. That's what I was told. We don't know. I scheduled to do Dr. Drew again. I said, listen, guys, I'm flying in that day. I don't want to miss the fucking thing again. So can we reschedule it for another time? They were like, okay. Haven't heard from them since, you know? So, you know, 
whatever. God love them. God bless them. Um, maybe I'll do that in the future. But people that are email, you know, that are uh, fucking messaging me, that's where we're at. We're we're here with radio silence from YMH. Radio silence from your mom's house network. Radio silence from Doctor Drew. Maybe maybe they're mad at me that I said that Drew would tell people heroin was good for them if there was enough money in it, which we know is true, and that's very funny because it's accurate. If 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 there was a heroin lobby that took that gave Doctor Drew money to go out and tell you that you should the best thing for your kids to do is shoot them up with dope before you took them to school, he would absolutely sit there and do it. That's just a reality. Okay, I don't even necessarily blame him for that. It is what the fuck. It is Brendan Schaub coming up. Okay, we're good. It's the Tim Dillon Show, everybody, live from uh, Dealey Plaza, Texas, uh, with uh, historian Brendan Schaub. You've done a lot of work. A lot of work. uh, With the Kenny assassination. Especially here in Dallas. A lot of work. (laughs) A lot of work. It's it, it, it's you're down here doing the Addison Improv. Yes, sir. I'm down here doing hyenas in uh, Fort Worth. Rogan's doing the American Airlines Center. Look at us. You know, it's just a lot of West Coast people the, in in Dallas. The trifecta. The trifecta. In, yeah. In Texas. Yeah, it's good. Are you? So you're staying in a hotel that's like literally walking distance from where Kennedy was whacked. I did it on purpose. Yeah. Did you? This is my fourth time coming to Addison. I take the tour every year. And every I, year you do the JFK tour? Every year we do the government JFK tour. Government, I want that well documented. Yeah. Government tour where they spiel the bullshit to us. But I know all I know all the facts. You know that it's I not. called out to it. Didn't happen. That never happened. Everyone calm down. That really? didn't happen. That did not happen. So so you you go in knowing I know. You I call know. bullshit. Wrong. Yeah. Shot was over here. There's actually five shots. They right. say two. There's five. Three miss, one hit in the throat, one hit in the back. Who's on this tour? Just local tourists. Interesting. Who don't know shit. So I fill them in. What's This is what's weird. Yeah. It's, so my brother, Derek, my, uh, my feature, and then uh, Asan, my opener. Uh, MC, when we walk around, I'm like explain like stuff I know, but there, there's the homeless community around there, all black guys for a reason. Yeah, they come up and they're like, "Oh, you don't know shit," you know, and they, it's like their gig here in Dallas. Oh, so they're giving another tour. It's a side tour of like what really happened. Wow, from like a meth homeless guy. Yeah, it's actually pretty interesting. Perspect. I bet they're. I bet it's more educational than the government shill tour correct yeah you know, you know how in venice or like third street the bums are like out there like maybe juggling maybe it's the one-man band yeah maybe they're eating glass yeah these that's their kind of third street interesting venice is an interesting thing to me because i love muscle beach yeah because yeah. it's a bunch of gay guys who've cured themselves of aids by Hell lifting yeah. weights you're right I mean, it's just dudes that should have died in 93. Look at Arnold. Yeah, and they just somehow have pumped themselves free of AIDS. It's impressive. Just, really. I mean, it's wild. Another reason to work out. Yeah. Do you, have you ever gone down there? I grew up in Venice. You grew up in Venice. Yeah, in the summers, my dad would, we, my uncle lived there, so we would, me and my brother would go out there every summer, so we'd work out Gold's Jam. So you that's were, my shit. You were an athlete from the beginning. Uh, Yes and no. I mean... Yeah, I mean, I grew up playing sports, but in in Venice, it was like we go in the summers. Me and my brother just hang on the boardwalk. We, my dad would give us like our allowance for the week, and we'd buy uh, fake Rolexes and we collect them. Then we'd go back home and we'd sell them to the kids for way more expensive prices. So you were a business guy. It was a hustle. You were smart, 
from the beginning. Buy the fake Rolexes on the Venice boardwalk. Yeah. Sell them to your friends. How old? Uh, eight, nine, ten. Eight or nine-year-olds buying fake Rolexes. Hell yeah. Where was this going on? Where, where Aurora. is- Aurora. You ever been there? Aurora, Colorado? Yeah. Where they had the shooting. All the shooting. Yeah. And Dan Soder is from there? Yeah, me and Dan are from the same hometown. And you guys played football against each other? Rival high schools. Rival high schools. You guys are better. Of course. Okay, clearly. Interesting. Did you know him at all or not really? No, not really. I didn't know him till I started in the comedy scene. And then I was like, what good comics are to Denver? And there's TJ Miller, who's yeah. from Denver. Yeah. And then obviously Dan Soder are the big ones. Yeah. Roseanne. Is Roseanne from there? Sinbad. Okay. Interesting. That's about it. That's about it. It's a great... Denver Comedy Works, a lot of people say, is the best club in the country. Have you been there? I have, yeah. What do you Opened think? Opened for Soda. Amazing. Denver, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the altitude or if it's a lack of oxygen, or it's just the audiences are great. They think everything's funny. They think everything's funny. You feel like Chappelle when you're out on the stage. It's almost too good. It's, too, it's, it's almost like the Ice House. Have you done Ice House? Yeah. Where it's like, I'm not this funny. Please, right. and please you, don't laugh. Then you go somewhere then else. Then you go to a real club and eat yeah, shit. Right. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes <laughs> like more that's sense. That's how it works. Yeah. What, so as, a, as somebody who's an athlete, because I was a swimmer when I was younger, and I will still beat you How in a competitive? swim race. How competitive? I was the third fastest butterfly on Long Island. I'll destroy you. How old? How old? Joe Rogan. Hold on. How old? Nine. Nine, Brendan. Okay. Eight well, or nine. All right. I don't okay. know. Okay. So the, the, the contri- contributions of children to sports don't matter? Really? No one gives a fuck. Really? What do you mean no one gives a fuck about you? <laughs> a lot of people give a fuck. It moves the economy. By the way, dude, dude, if nobody gives a fuck, then why is everyone getting mad when they're injected and they be, boys become girls and girls become boys? It's a big deal. It is a big deal. Here's the, you were the butterfly, butterfly. I was the third fastest butterfly on on Long Island. Long Island was it? Was it? There was a kid who was better than me. He had a French name. You know that guy that you can't catch. Ah. He's always just better. A Pierre Leconque or something, something like that. Something like that. I my mother knows his name and he always destroyed me. You know what really killed me about this kid? He never even saw me his competition. He always just kind of like looked at me and was like and he was never friendly and whatever but I was I was third and I think I got to second once but I never beat him I wonder what the kid is doing now I don't know but, but I, it was the Long Beach Tiger Shark swim team we were one of yeah. the top swim teams in the country my mom was a coach I was I was so oh, the idea that like people see people like me and you they're like oh what do they have in common athletics number one knew it because I was doing athletic things as a kid. I was a tap dancer. Have you ever tap danced? No, tough. Tap dance is is is, is a skill. Agree. It's athletic. It's super athletic. It's, the a, river it's dance? not football. The river dance? That's crazy. What's up? That's bro? insane. I've no, I can't do that. I couldn't do Hold that. Hold on. As a kid though, you yeah. childhood actor. Childhood actor. Swimmer. Swimmer. Tap dancing. Well, yeah, because they, they would uh, uh, think that like as a kid actor, they were like, you gotta learn how to tap dance. It's kind of demeaning. It's kind of they feel that way about black people too. They're like, you yeah. should just tap dance. Just dance. You might just be put in something. You just got to learn how to dance, dance. or play basketball. Just you dance figure it or out. Play basketball. Yeah. Something's gonna happen. But I remember, <laughs> and I and I say that because I remember the best feeling of my life, which I haven't been able to get back to, but it's only been thirty years. The best feeling of my life, not quite thirty, was being thrown in a pool Saturday morning that was freezing, swimming for two hours. And then getting out of the pool and, and then my, see, this is my, my parents ruined me that I would go have like McDonald's breakfast Yeah, because it was like, I know, I know but that was, we grew up like that. But Boomers, Michael Phelps eats McDonald's. He eats garbage. I, yeah. Greatest but swimmer of all time. That was the best feeling that I ever had was working out and being healthy. Now, obviously I was nine. 
like achieving something though? What it was? Well, it, it was achieving something. It was discipline. Yeah. It was a level. Of, if it was, I knew no matter what happened, my parents were going to scoop me out of bed and throw me in a pool. Like you didn't four have a times a week. Yeah, I it was didn't the have grind. a choice. Four times a week. But you have that now, but not as far as athleticism or swimming. You have that now with stand up and podcasting. Yeah. How many sets you do a week? A lot. I mean, I do it. Well, I mean, let, let's do a lot. A lot. Go through it. I, I do as many as you can in LA. It's not as much as New York, but I do a lot. And then I podcast a lot and I make content. It's a lot of stuff going on. So you, now your energy's into that, which is I know. The, the, the discipline for that to me huge. would be harder than most athletics. Is athletics, whether it's football, MMA, swimming, like it, there's a blueprint on what you need to do. For this, there's not. No, see, and also, no one's calling you, make, hey, Tim, make sure you do your sets nobody, tonight. So nobody. your discipline now is in a completely different lane. It's what way you said harder. made a lot of sense once you said it's kind of like a chess game where kind of like you have to look at all the pieces and decide like what's going to be. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to decide what you're going to do. You have to make a decision. I think maybe with athletics, like you said, you're just running an algorithm. Yeah, it's an algorithm that guys who were way more successful before, you can follow that. With stand-up, there's no... There's no algorithm. There's not. There's it's right. like this game we play is insane. There's broad strokes of what you should do, but then there's there's blood, like, well, okay, get up, you know. Right. But it's like, how much are you writing? How much are you writing? What? How are you? How do writing? you take a good joke, make it a great joke? How do you respond after you? It, you know, it doesn't go well. Right. Your road shows. You know, it's like how the lack of into yourself. It. Now that the whole marketing, the social media aspect, the podcast, everyone's when trying to do podcasts. When you stand up, a lot of your friends are also people that are athletic. Really, only Joe. I mean, I was going to say Tony's not athletic. I I mean, like, like, are you friends with a lot of comics that are somewhat athletic? Not really. I mean, Brock Callen's athletic, especially Callen being is, 51. Is, but absolutely. It's not, but, like, we don't do anything. I'm trying. The only people with athletic backgrounds would be Rogan That's with his taekwondo. Challenge athletic. When you but, get into comedy, do you look around at these people and you're like, these people are animals? Like, what do you mean? You look around at comics and the, sometimes how crazy they are or the lack of discipline. Some, no, because yeah. all my friends are disciplined as fuck. That's the yeah, thing. It's like, right. like, and Rogan says all the time, and I don't take offense to it, but it doesn't make sense to me when people go, oh, he's bringing an athlete's work ethic over to, yeah. to comedy. It's like, no, it's just a work ethic. It's just like a Chris work Delia ethic. Like, has an insane work yeah, ethic. Yeah, they were. He works very Rogan hard. Rogan has insane work ethic. Bill right. Burr, you. Like, right, we work. All, yeah. my, all my, like, Chrysler, like, all my guys... My work friends work, work their ass off. So yeah. it's like, I view it different as like animals. No, like these guys, they're, they're workhorses, man. Yeah. What do you think when you look at like, what, when you look at great fighters, mm -hmm. because you were in the UFC for how long? Six years. Six years. Are you, you're still friendly with people in that? Yeah. I mean, the, my only really association with it is I do the show on Showtime called the Food Truck Diaries. Right. So we're, we book the fighters, but my show on there now, it's just really, uh, you know, I talk about fighting and fighting culture, but it's more a lifestyle show. I don't have guests yeah. on there anymore. I save it right. for a food truck. Um, but outside that, that one fight show that I do, I follow the sport, but. Did you watch Logan Paul KSI? I did. Logan yeah. Paul's a buddy, yeah. Yeah, he's a good dude. I did his podcast. Yeah. He's like a good... I think people... It's like one of those other things where people, for whatever reason, don't like him, but if... But why? But why? Who yeah. did, but why? Because he's insanely successful? Yeah. I, I know, but he does this, it. and then I get it. it right. that, that's a bit of a character form. Yeah. It's like the same way like people hate Justin Bieber, but why? Yeah. 
Why? Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Right. Well, there's a lot of animosity. You have it too. People mm -hmm. don't like you. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's because you got people feel like your successful comedy and because you come from this other successful thing, they don't feel like you've paid the right kind of dues? Do you think it's that? Or do you think people are just like... I mean, that. it depends. Like, if you're... Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think, in, but anyone because you're one of the nicest people that I've ever met. Most yeah. like a lot of comedians are not as assholes. Are ass? I mean, yeah. really? I mean, so the reality is, and then I'll see like some of the pe like some of the hate you get, and I'm like, I don't get it. I guess it's because people are either jealous or people just have a. There's this weird thing with comedy where like people are like, this person deserves success and this one doesn't. But the, they're the really market, but in the it. market yeah. tells you. Right. There's a market that it tells yeah. you. Right. You know, that lets you know what your value is. Right. 100%. So the, the market decides what your value 100%. is. 100%. Not these group of haters on the yeah. internet. They, right. Those guys, those people don't matter. Right. So when it comes to me and hate, it's like, I don't see any of it. I literally, I don't read any comments. I do right. nothing. Right. So uh, I don't see it. But if people who I look up to, whether it's comics, other successful comics aren't upset as well. What, what I'm doing. Nobody is. No one. No, no, no. Anyone who's in the business is in, No. It's only people who are dissatisfied with their own careers and their own lives who are upset because maybe they think I'm taking spots from them or yeah. I'm selling out Addison and they're not. Well, it's that, also they just it's gotta, not me. They got to dislike somebody. They have to. Somebody has but, to be. But the other yeah. thing is, too, is it's it's just like it's just their own insecurities. And also, it's weird for them because. You know, they might associate me as who knows. Maybe they knew me when I was playing football, so they associate me as a football player. Then when I went from football to fighting, they associated me as a football player doing fighting. But then yeah. they knew me from fighting. It's weird for them to see me go from that to stand up. Like, well, that that's not. Well, there's fair. also this idea that we're, we're, whatever you go into, you kind of figure it out. And there are people that spend their entire lives not figuring things out. You're kind of figuring it out. You are figuring it out. And maybe there's just an animosity that comes from that. Like, but I get it. I'm yeah. not mad at them. Right. You know, I don't see it. So right. I hear about it. And then it's like, as long as, you know, if I show up tonight and there's no one there, then I'm. Then People also don't understand jokes. Like they don't understand kidding around. Like there's somebody came on the internet and they were like, oh, Tim Dillon hates Brendan Shop because I, I tease Luis Gomez all the time. I said, I'm now a follower of you and not him because you have an Aston Martin. Um, and I, and I, and it's, it's literally the funniest thing in the world. It's hilarious. And then I go, and I go, cause, cause Lewis is like, you should have never tried keto. You're not an athlete. Shab's not, don't take Shab's advice. You have to take my advice. Cause I used to be fat and Shab was never fat. So it was like, that's fair. That is, he fair, was big, right? That I like Lewis. I've, yeah, I don't have any qualms no, of course, with Lewis. But just, and I say, I follow Shab's advice. He's the greatest comedian that's ever lived. And no, like people online are like, ha ha, see Tim Dillon hates Brendan Shaw. I'm like, no, it's a joke, you idiot. Saying that any one of us are the greatest comedian that ever lived is ridiculous. Ridiculous. That includes anybody right now doing arena. Like, 100%. 100%. It's outlandish. But people are like, yeah, it's a war. It's a fight. And it's like, these people are, it, they're heavily invested in that idea. That's what they want. But they need that. Like, they need, yeah, like it's like a thing their, they need. They like drama. And like, yeah. Leah hit me up the other day. I was like, hey, have you heard this? <laughs> have you heard that? Uh, Apparently, you and I hate each other. Yeah, everybody hates everybody. And Chris was over at my house. Right, He's it's like, crazy. I'm like, no, I, I don't see any of it, dude. Right, yeah. It's, well, but people just kind of invent these things. A, but a, I think a lot of resentment for some of these people are 
right? Like I came in the game and I came in in a different route where Brian Callen's my best friend. We do a show together. He's right. a good comedian. Yeah. Then me and him go on the road together right. doing live fire and the kids. So that would, those were my open mics, these huge Massive crowds, shows, yeah. which is well, a lot I love of about your special. My favorite part of your special is the beginning of your special where you're in a mansion and you're like, the life of a comedian <laughs> is just wild. You know, he's like, this is the way us comics live. He's got his own basketball court. He's like, this is just us. And he's also got like a beautiful kid in a life. I'm like, no, this is not at all anything that comedians are involved in at all. You're like, it's just life of a comedian, you know, here in my granite kitchen <laughs> in my huge house. So people just get heated. They Do get they? angry. But here's the thing. Like, yeah. A lot of people, that they get angry because maybe they're like, oh, he, he the only reason he sells, this is my favorite, when they go, the only reason he sells tickets because he was in the UFC. It's right. Like, no, 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 no. You Have any UFC fighter try and sell tickets at Addison Improv doing it's stand not, Yeah. It doesn't work like no, that. No, people like, or, or, the, yeah. or they go, or they go, the only reason he, the only reason he can sell any tickets because of Joe Rogan. Okay, right. fair. Right. How many how many people has Joe Rogan had on his show yeah. or co-signed? Dead or it not selling It tickets. doesn't work that way. This right. is my fourth time here selling yeah, tickets. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, absolutely. So that 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 kind of uh, uh, story that they're painting right now, well, the only reason because he's fit, well, that works once. You might right. go to a, a, a city and you could sell 500 tickets. People are like, dude, he was awful. Right. No, I, I sell out more tickets everywhere I go. Right. Everywhere yeah. I go. Yeah. Well, those people like what you do. Yeah. They like the podcast. They, they, you know, the podcast gets huge numbers. I think that, like, I also do, yeah, tons of sets in LA. I also of course, the work. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What have you now? You have a son. Your son is three or four years old. Three and a half. Yeah. You have a real life. That's why you're not reading YouTube comments. You have real life to be concerned. Can't. Your son goes to like a, a, a fancy school. Fancy school. Are do you meet celebrity parents? Yes. Is that weird? Um, not, do they know who you are? Do you, yeah, like we know who each other are. Like, um, I won't say who it is. I get in trouble if I say who the who's okay. at the school. But it's a guy who has played Batman. Love it. And my girl goes, oh, who, who, "Why they let this guy in there? He's a fuck. It's a fucking bum." I go, yeah. "What'd you just say?" She, she goes, "Why would they let this guy in there?" I go. That's the greatest living yeah, actor yeah. alive right now. She goes, really? I went, that's Batman, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She goes, that's yeah. Batman. I went, that's Batman, bitch. Yeah, yeah. So. And then you hit her. But you know, Socks in the what gun. has to happen. What? She's Mexican. Do you, when you're raising a kid and he's going to have a lot of money, it's going to be. Well, no, no, no. Papa's going to have you're, a lot of You have a lot of money. He doesn't have a lot of money. What do you he has do, no money. What do you do when you're raising a kid in a situation where he's like, how do you prevent that person from becoming an L.A. monster? I know. The type of kids that I we know. see on scooters, on Melrose, that have YouTube channels that can buy and sell me, maybe you too. Probably. How do, we, how, do we, how do you stop a kid like that you from gotta get him motivated becoming and, a SoundCloud rapper? I know. I know. Yeah. L little Uzi Vert or some L shit. One of them. Little, I, we, little, little whatever it is. I don't want to say any of them because then they've all died. I got in trouble we, the other week because I said one of them and it was a dead one. I, I'm sorry. It was Little Bo Peep or whatever. I respect them all. I respect I know. them. I respect, I respect the game. Me. I respect the game. Zan follows me on Twitter. Little Zan follows me on Shout Twitter. Shout out the little Zanzan, um, right? Uh, I I think you you got to make sure he's interested in. He has to have some sort of passion, right? Like you can't have just like a weird kid who's just floating and doing drugs. Yeah, and, just driving dad's Aston Martin around. Yeah, you can't, can't have, have that. It. Can't have you it. Can't. Have so hopefully it. he gets motivated. I don't care what sport he wants to play or if he wants to be an actor or whatever, but he has to have some goal, and that's going to keep him. I hope on path. He's got yeah. Or is being a dad great, or is it? 
anxiety producing? Um, both. Right. Because you're like scared of the world. Like, right. you're, like you're just like, oh my God, man. Right. You got to make sure that, when, like, the way I think about it, when you have babysitters, you have things like that. Do, 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 how do you? I, I mean, I, we, we had a new nanny a year ago when we right. moved. I spied on her for four weeks. Okay. See, she that's, no exactly, that's exactly what you have to do. She'd go to the park. Home, I was already at the park. Interesting. Interesting. So you're just you're just spying on this bitch, keeping an eye on her, and making sure that she's, she's good. legit. She's legit. If cameras all the house, I'd watch them. Do you I'd lay in bed at night and then watch back what she did with them. Crazy. So do you want to have more? I have another one coming into uh, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. Wild. I know another boy. One more. Yeah. Are you gonna just keep going? I'm down. My girl's Mexican. You know she. Uh, yeah, down. she'll keep going. Oh, she'll yeah. she'll throw them out. She'll just litter the whole house with them. Good for her. So this is exciting. Yeah. Do you have a name or no? Uh, yeah, but we, she doesn't want to announce it. Okay. I don't care, but... Is it a Mexican name? No. Okay. It'd be cool if it was. I was kind of getting a little like excited. Marquez Schaub. I thought it was, was going like, to be what? something cool like that. Like, what do you think? Yeah, like... What um, are you thinking? Like Miguel? What was that Mexican Disney movie, Coco? Coco? Yeah, like something like that, like Coco Schaub. Ooh, that's fun. That'd be his nickname, though. We'd just call him Little Coco. You know? What are you... What is your nationality? What do you think? Schaub sounds Jewish, but only because it sounds like an investment bank. Charles Schwab, Schaub? Uh, no, sh yeah, Charles Schwab. Charles Schwab is different, and that's like waspy, I guess. Schaub, I don't. Sh Schaub sounds ger Schaub is German. German, it's a German. So you're German. It, it also, Hitler's right man for a long time was a Schaub. Really? Any relation? I don't think so. Okay, I'd have to check the twenty-one and me. You haven't looked. But I don't, <laughs> How about to, not? You probably shouldn't. Probably check not. It. So is it all German? German, Italian, and then my mom was born and raised in England. So oh half wow, English. So you're all over the place. All over, man. And you just have one brother. Yep, just this one here. Are you still tight with both parents? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they live in Denver, so as tight as you can be living somewhere else. Right. But they come out and see the the kiddos. Everything like that. Yeah. Do you feel do you feel like you'll ever stand up's changing so much it's it's do you ever get worried that we're all in a bubble and that that uh it's all going to come crashing down or we're all going to have to get you never know? we'll always be the ones where like like there's nothing you can do if you want a network show or something like that, that yeah. you know that you should be worried about that if you're in TV you should be worried do you ever think to yourself what else you could do you're like a personality you could do a lot of different things do you ever uh no, I don't need to because between right. the the podcast that I own and then stand up, it's like can't really take. That and you do stuff. crazy merch stuff too. We do merch. Would yeah, you but ever that, get that's into part of like the business? Would you, you know? ever get into the fashion industry or something like that? Because I could oh, I'd be down. I could see you having like seven down. clothing companies. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah, you're a that. smart guy. You're always thinking about like what's what can I do? Yeah, to make and there's a lot well, of like it's like what can I do? But that I'm into. That you're into that's fun yeah. and that you can. Yeah. Do you ever look around at comics and you go, man, that's a talented person, but they just fucking don't. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. And I had this conversation with uh, a mutual friend of ours who's a comic. And I went, I don't. Why is he not? He should be fucking Jerry Seinfeld. And then right. we just. It's, it's just, he's just on this loop. Like it's never it's never going to work. Right. He's been doing the same thing. Like this is just there's, yeah. there's no hope. I'm like, no, I can help him. Like, I'm telling you, you can't help this guy. What do you think it is? Um, bit of self sabotage, bit of just like not a risk taker, doesn't want to put in the work, l worried about losing, you know, maybe an hour, doesn't want to shoot a special. Do you think that 
have you been because I think New York sometimes for whatever reason can can people get in their heads about purity being a purist and there's only one way to do it and I'm going to do it that way and sometimes not all of them there's a lot of there's amazing people in New York but like what I like about LA is that there's there's not really a, a, a line between a guy like me or a Logan Paul or somebody you know what I mean you don't think so like in LA I, I feel like you know I a lot what, my, what do you mean th- by line like you there's a the line that he lives blurred? in a mansion that, that I don't and then I don't but the reality is like he's a guy with an audience I, I don't feel I feel great going on his show I feel great going on uh, a YouTuber's show or social media like in New York there's such this the line would be drawn when there's a live perform for when it takes when, well, it's, yeah. when it's time to do sure. stand up the line sure. would be drawn because he's not a stand up that's where you but blurred. in New York a lot of people are just not enlarging their audiences because they're it's like a circle jerk it's almost a it's, it's the this, old school mentality it's the old school mentality and I'm like no you, you gotta get out there and collaborate with people that are not stand-up comics. But I also, and tell, tell me if I'm wrong, and I think it's opened up more. I mean, Andrew Schultz, we're talking about this. Yeah, Schultz has you know, led the way. Yeah, where uh, in New York, you guys are very like, like what you, it's your bone, and you guys, you better fucking fight me for it. Yeah. Where in L.A., it's like, especially in, in the group I run in, it's more of what like helping each other. Well, there's a lot more money other. in L.A. So when there's a lot more money, there's not there's scarcity in New York, so people are fighting with each other more. I mean, but but, it's, but uh, that doesn't make sense. More money in what in what way? Because you guys are way ahead with podcasting. You guys made a lot more money. Your shows are a lot bigger. There's but, there's, but that's yeah. but that's that's not, not because we're in L.A. No, it's because you could, the do, that. You could do it everywhere. It's it's the the attitude, attitude. I would argue that some of that was the the, nece- the necessity of innovation, being in L.A., not having as many spots. New York City being so focused on stand up, there was a lot of spots. People just working and being so busy. I think L.A. There's more downtime, and people said, "Well, what else can we do? Mm. How else? You know, Rogan, you know, starting that whole thing, you know, being, you know, not being at the comedy store as much because the whole Mencia thing. Yeah. I think like that innovation. You guys are just way ahead, and there's just a lot more money, and also. LA is Hollywood and movies and TV and there's TV. a million other things. And New York there's not as many of those things. So in New York you have status and everybody's kind of like who's high on the totem pole of who who's a real comic and who does, you know, who, who's working a cellar every night and who's doing this and who's doing that. There's nothing wrong with that, but what I think starts to happen to people is they lose sight that there's a larger world out there and they got to reach people. Yeah, and but it, and I think it shows too, not that you know the argument of New York comics brand LA comics, but some of the New York comics who who will come over, like you, Mark Norman, yeah. Schultz. It's like yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monsters. Yeah, no, I didn't know that, which way that was going. You're like Jesus Christ. These guys. Like, these this guys is a rough end. Horrible. This people. is a rough they end. Are terrible to be around. Um, no, all you guys are well, we fucking fantastic. Did a lot of level com- of yeah. skill because because you guys are doing so much comedy. Yeah, and it's just like holy. Fuck. Man. Yeah. Well, I think that's. I appreciate that, but I. I also think, man, that, that there's there's a lot of beasts in L.A. too. It's like different. Oh, there's a lot of beasts. There's just there's a, a lot, lot of beasts. beasts. There's people that just do it differently. You know, there's people that at your age now. Do you see? Do you look at? Are you glad that you waited to get into comedy? Because are you like? I don't if, think I'd have a perspective. Yeah. If I, if I would started younger, granted, I wish I had the stage time when I was younger, but it's like. I don't know what perspective I'd have. Right. Like now I've gone through some shit, ups and downs, and like it gives me more of a perspective on life. Do you have a life dad. where you feel like there's a lot of drama, there's no drama? Like we, are you somebody who's con- – like how does – My drama comes from uh, outside of the – I don't have 
drama inside my house. With right. my kid, my girl, there's no drama. My right. drama comes from uh, my business partners okay. it, uh, who are other comics. Right, okay. That's so my and drama. then there are, what, is it just, just comics know, are, we're all crazy in our own way. Everybody you know, wants be, to do it their way. Uh, yes. Yeah, and you and Callan are super tight, but you guys, like every now and then, I guess you me bump and Callan, heads. It's, it's very, me and Callan don't, don't bump heads. Okay. No. Do you and Theo bump heads ever? Uh, not really bump heads. Not really bump heads. No, me and Theo, we're, yeah. we're just, we're, you're talking about two different kind of personalities where I grew up on team sports and Theo, and I grew like, to me, it's all about a team aspect and Theo's learning that. Right. If that makes sense. He's more like me, a, a championship swimmer, because there's nobody on the starting block except it's me. It's all on you. Do you understand? It's all, it's all, on, all you. on me. Like you're, it's all on you. You're in a football team hiding with a bunch of other people. Fair. Whereas I'm on the block. More pressure. Ready to, yep. My family's good name. Everything right there. Were Just you, on your shoulders. Did you ever? <laughs> on my shoulder. Yeah. Did you ever? Did you ever swim? Were you ever a swimmer? I mean, I, I mean, I swam as a kid, but not competitively because I was good at other Is sports. Is Theo any type of athlete? No. No. Nothing. Interesting. Nothing. Does he work out ever? Yeah. He's starting to work out now because they, you know, it makes him feel better. Right. What is the workout? What is the move? Is it weights? Car? Is it what? What is it? everything, man? Yeah, everything. You have to do it all. You have to do it all. I mean, you don't have to. No, but you should. I mean, but isn't swimming good? Let's say I just great. started swimming. Fuck yeah, do it. What if I just started swimming? My grandma, she turns ninety six. She swam every day till she was ninety. See, that's the move. That's the move. She's 300 pounds. Really? But that's also the move. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think those things are both the move. I think you should swim every it day just didn't work and out. be 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like that Gaffigan bit. Have you ever seen the Gaffigan bit about no. whales? He's like, everyone says swimming's the best exercise. Gaffigan's like, what about whales? He's like, do you think whales think? That's my grandma. <laughs> She would swim. It's like, dude, I don't just know, does, man. For whatever reason. Swimming ain't working, bitch. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Because she's swimming and she's eating king size Snicker bars at night. Really? It's like, God Is damn. Is she in Colorado just living? Fuck yeah, she's out there living. They're throwing her birthday party this weekend. That's awesome. But that's the thing. I mean, listen, you don't want to be big, but this is what happens sometimes. It's very hard. The problem is, is yeah. like you. It's very difficult. For what we do, you don't need to be in some phenomenal shape. Really? We don't, for, we don't need to be Joe Rogan. No. We don't. No. Like he's insane. Like he's in his, but it's a, he's in any human level of discipline that we all aspire to and respect. But it's very hard to then like apply that to your life. Sometimes I don't want to work out for two hours a day anymore. Yeah, and then sometimes Joe will just be like, just never eat sugar. And I'm like, right. Thank you. He's like, and you're good, right? No more sugar. Like, He's like, just no sugar, no carbs ever for the rest of your life. And I'm like, okay, you yeah. You know, comedy stories all. So you're, you're not feeling good? So no more sugar, no more alcohol? And I went, Okay, he's like, so we're, you're good on that. I'm like, we're good, man. Yeah, I mean, he's, it's, just, it's an insane level of discipline. I mean. You know? Why is the country as fat as the country? I mean, the country is, it's a public health crisis. Where everybody's fat. Everybody's like four or 500 pounds. I mean, not everybody, but you go to middle America. These oh, are big no, boys and Go girls. to Disneyland. They're, they're, like, what happened? It's bad. What is it? And, and, and you're a, a guy from that world a little bit. What? How do you fix it? What world? For the world of somebody who's works out and is, you know. Just people are lazy. So it's yeah. like, if you want food, it's like fast food's everywhere. I so know. the government kind of fucks us and just society fucks us. Because if you want 
food. It's like the easiest thing to do is stop at Burger King. Something like, like the healthy options are more expensive. They're harder to get. So it's like already tough to eat healthy. Then there's no healthy options. What do you anyway. think about this whole thing about fat shaming and that we're now celebrating fat people? Like I, I don't celebrate fat people. I can't you, like the models. Can't. I don't want my model fat. That's right. not that's not what they do. Right. That, that's a good point. That's not what they now, do. Now what about Lizzo? Because Lizzo is very very popular. Lose weight, but lose weight. Yeah, lose a little. Everyone's like, oh, I like her attitude. Good for her. I'm like, not good but for I, her. But I. But she's I, unhealthy. But have you seen a new video where she comes out in the diabetic boots? I like that. The point is, she needs to get skinny. She's gonna explode on she's stage, and her entrails are gonna hit the faces. Of a bunch of white and women. It, the blood's on our hands because everyone's like, "You go, fat girl." It's like I'm the only one going. You don't go, fat girl. You need to just let's take it down and not rain it in. Maybe I'm not saying get skinny. Yeah, let's she get needs healthy. To rain it in. I mean, there, there was, check your blood pressure, bitch. She used to do something. She called out some postmate because a postmate was late with her food or something on on Twitter. So that's a problem. That makes sense. It's a problem if you're if you're calling out if you're a multimillionaire and you're calling out a postmate on She's Twitter. She's an addict. It's in a it's an addictive it's an addictive. Because listen, I've been there. Where, What's your food of choice? When the postmate shows up, I want to strangle them. Oh, me too. I go, you know, dude, would you have other orders? What the yeah, fuck are you doing? I get being angry at a postmate, but then to call them out on Twitter is like, oh, you're fucking not even in your right mind. My food of choice, like, like what's my, your go-to? I don't know if I have a go-to, like my pro, like what's a problem? Like for me, a real, real like thing that I should not have is like if I, maybe I find myself in Larchmont Village. Oh, there's a salt and straw. Oh, there's a scoop of ice cream. These are bad. This is but it has problem. to be like really good ice cream for me to go there. Yeah, I don't eat garbage ice no, cream. No, me neither. But I have eat- you been to Jenny's. Yeah, it's fine. It's nice. It's fine. Salt and straw is numero uno. Salt and straw is better. The salted malted chocolate cookie dough or whatever. My favorite ice cream. And then I get fudge on top. I mean, this is, and then I walk around Hancock Park. My mouth is watering, by the way. But so, like, my ice cream's always been a bad thing. I actually don't eat like bad. Like, I don't eat Domino. I don't eat garbage food. But when I go out, like I a nice will, like meatball. No, I eat all that. I'll I'll be in New York. I'll have well, let, let's say pasta. let's say you're not. Let's say like you get done tonight, at hyenas. Like and you like need after to- we. So after I'm done with you, before instead of getting stuck in traffic on the way back to Fort Worth, we might go to a steakhouse, and that's not bad. Yeah, you can eat good there. Sure, but maybe some maybe maybe the waiter says something about like lobster bisque or something. Got to have it. Maybe I get a bowl of your See, I grew, the road life I grew is up going to four-star restaurants. I grew up eating. You grew up rich. Uh, not rich. No, not rich. My uncle was in the restaurant business. and my He had a lot of great restaurants in New York, so we were just the only luxury I ever had as a kid was food. was food. And that was the only thing that I learned that like high-end stuff, I could go to really nice restaurants. So I've internalized so that. your palate is high. So my palate is high. I, when I was eight years old, I was eating a parfait of salmon and tuna tartare with creme fraiche and caviar. Hell and I was yeah. like, is this Osteria caviar? Ugh, you know? I, I, I you Fuck know, yeah, I'm dude. like, is this Iranian? I, so it's a problem. And then I get into drugs. 13 or 14 started with the cocaine. Thir- hold yeah, on. Yeah, 13. First, Thir- what are you, Macaulay Colgate? First 13 line. or 14? I was trying to be. I failed. I know you were. I failed. 13, 14? 13 is the first line of coke. That's some New York My shit. My friend's backyard, Long Island. And, friend's backyard. And you got addicted to on it. On the water, of course. And you got uh, addicted to it? No, no. I got addicted when I was like 20 when I was selling subprime mortgages in Long Island. And I was like, this is a great way. Because you were unhappy? I wasn't thrilled, but I was also like, it's a great way to just be coked up and have a lot of energy and be on the phone and be talking to people and be like this world of sales guys that wore suits and you know drove Range Rovers and everybody the, did cocaine. The wolf on Wall Street. I feel you. Yeah, that's what this that's is. Your kinda, life. It's the wolf, but it's not on Wall Street. No. Nobody had really- It's wolf on, on Long Island. Yeah, but it was, like a, it was a big issue. I mean, there was a lot of issues. Well, did you hit rock bottom? I mean, I, I, but it wasn't the rock, like everyone's going to yell at me when I say what rock bottom was. 
Everyone's I, rock bottom's different. Yes. I, the, my as rock as bottom, Dom says, every, there's always wiggle room for rock bottom. Yeah, there's always a base. You know, you're lower. But my rock bottom was I bought a house for $600,000 that I could not afford. But I just bought this big house. And then that was that started the events in motion for rock bottom. How so? Because you couldn't afford it and you went bankrupt? Well, I was just, no. I mean, I was just like drinking every night at a bar up the block from my house. I was doing drugs. The mo- It was 2009. The mortgage industry had collapsed. This industry I thought I was going to be in forever had literally just evaporated. I was fucked. I wasn't making any money. I owed a lot of money because I bought this crazy big house. I was 23 years old. And you're by yourself? By myself, 23 years old, ah. hanging out at a bar up the block from my house. And I could have flushed my whole life down the toilet then. And then I started doing stand-up comedy in 2010. So thank God that happened. Thank God that happened. You'd and still that be fucking turned everything around. Oh, so thank God. Yeah. It's a it good thing. Turned everything around, yeah. Well, because it gave me an outlet for the passion. And then I stopped drinking and using drugs. And then I said, well, this energy of being an addict, it's got to go somewhere. And then I went, and so at 25, I went into stand-up. Love it. That was about nine years ago. So that, so that's what led me into it. And then the the food addiction just stayed with you. The food addiction stayed with me. I mean, the food addiction is is is. I think it's 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 uh, related to the drugs. I also think that it comes from when I was a little kid, like the idea of like, oh, you eat nice things. Uh, makes you feel good. Makes you feel good. It's a reward. It's how you reward yourself. So all of that stuff. I have a problem with it. I mean, I have a problem with food too. I don't. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know where it comes from. Yeah, sure. I got to talk to someone about. Well, I'm sure it just comes from. You know, I mean, we all have compulsions. Like if you weren't a guy that like you, what you do, like people, like you have enough money, you could just stop tomorrow. But you want to keep going and doing and getting better and doing things. Correct. So that's a certain type of person. Yeah. That's a certain type of person. That's somebody who wants to you know pushed it to the limit but it's also like um i can't like who oh rizzo was on rogan late and he goes i eat once a day i'm like motherfucker so jealous yeah or like uh henry rollins was like i only drink i wake up more i drink carrot juice one cup of carrot juice that's all i drink yeah but didn't he have so many many years of not doing that no he was sober forever forever really never had touch alcohol or drugs interesting he's just crazy Okay. He's just crazy. Yeah, because People think like, he's the drugs. No, he's just crazy. People think I'm still doing drugs. I mean, really? even Joe jo on his show will say, Tim Dillon, you know, he does these crazy sketches. He's, he's a sober guy who seems like a drunk guy. That's hilarious. I mean, I put on a wig. I yell and scream as Megan McCain. This is not something a sober person does. Uh, or they do. Yeah, or they An do. An awesome or if sober person. If but it's like fun and crazy. It's like Dalia. Everyone thinks he's like drugged out. All never the time. T- never yeah. touched anything. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. 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 What about sex addiction? Do you have, do you have that? <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. Because I know people with that, that and that ruins lives just like drug addiction. It could. I'm, I'm, but I'm... I have friends that cannot stay faithful. I don't... My, my thing is, is um, like I know guys who have that issue. Yeah. And it's so consuming, so such a demon. It unravels. It unravels everything you're trying to do. But I want to get so successful as a stand-up comic that that's more important to me than any... So you, yeah, it's Any like the girl. transference of all these things into comedy, where it's like let comedy. Comedy's keeping me on a path. Yeah, comedy keeps. I think comedy keeps a lot of us on a path. Correct. Where, where you know, whether they're comics or athletes, before if things aren't going good for them and they you get off a beaten path, and you don't have anywhere to put your energy. That's where guys get in trouble. Right. 
What would you I'm say? Just to stay on this path. What would you say to? What do you think about all this shit where people are like we don't want our kids playing football anymore? Because what? I mean, how do you feel about this? Way in, way in. Let's way get a in. clip. Let's, let's, let's get, get a viral <laughs> clip. What are we thinking? Um, I listen, man. I think with with football, it's here's Brendan Schaub on, on the football controversy. What's well, right like, here, right now? Do you watch football? on the Tim Dillon show? Do you I have, football? yes. Because like last night, Miles Garrett took a, a quarterback's helmet off and hit him with it. Okay, and they spent him for the season. That's too much, I think. Way too much. Way too much. No, it, it, Take them out it, for a game. Yes. It's the culture we live in where everything's like this, this you know, cancel culture. But in fairness culture. to him, he should have hit a woman. Keep going. If the, you're going to um, do it, hit a woman. If you're going to do it, hit your partner and hit you'll be partner, back in next game. Or the UFC assign you. So right. the thing is, Ooh. is with football, um, it's just, it's like, if that's what they want to do, man, let them do it. If but the, kid loves the argument football, is that the kids are young. And they don't know the repercussions of what they're doing. I, see, I don't think you should let kids. I, I for, see the brain. Your son is, is three. My son's three. Let's he's say, not playing tackle football till he's. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's a tough. Now as a parent, it's tough. So but he's not playing tackle football. Like I started playing tackle, I think when I was six, which is too early. So you're you say no tackle football for these kids until they get a little older. Yeah. I don't want to see Pee Wee tackle football. We don't need that. So, so until what is the appropriate? I don't age? know. I get middle school. Middle school, school. You think they can evaluate all of the different repercussions? No, I don't. I, I just think it's what you sign up for, man. You know. And here's the other thing: is 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 brain trauma like CT? Is it a problem? Yes. The majority of players don't have anything. Right. You just hear about the worst case scenario. The odds are you're gonna be fine. Right. Sure, you're going to have fucked up knees and ankles and necks and right. breasts, and, but that's what comes with the territory. Transgender children playing football. Sure. Like Icebox from Where are you on this? Fuck it. Put let's, them in. Uh, let's just make the kids that we were just talking about, now they're, they're transgender. Transgender. Let them play, man. What? No, but this is a big deal for... for uh, this is a huge problem now. You have women identifying as men. No. You have men identifying as women, and then they beat up women. That's, that's weird. Not when good, it comes right? to when it comes to mixed martial arts, that's weird. That's strange. But that's the only part where it's strange. Really? What about cycling? What about you know, old men have all these advantages, and then they take hormones, then they become women, and then they dominate in those sports. Is that fair? You don't care. I don't care. So you're breaking with Rogan and Hinchcliffe on this. Brendan Schaub for trans athletes. This is very interesting. I like this. You know why? Because Schaub is woke. <laughs> Schaub is woke. I don't care. You don't care. I don't Look, care. Like I've never it's like cared about a cycling race. Or, or like, in, like, have you seen the one just like diesel chick and she's sprinting? But she's not a, she's not a, she's not, she didn't, you know, she was in a, um, she was in a dude that had hormone replacement therapy and became a chick. Right. She's a, a female clitoris everything breast but she her testosterone's through the fucking roof right and they're like well her testosterone's the same as more than dudes but that's what she was put she was put on this earth by with whatever you believe in the creator and she just has more testosterone but isn't that a rarity that's rare that's rare but she's a freak of nature with all due respect let her do her thing right so transports you're cool with except for the mma don't except for mma don't you care it doesn't affect you don't care interesting don't care Interesting. Okay. If it's MMA, if it's wrestling, that's a little dicey. It's a little dicey. But if it's cycling, don't care. Re- track, don't care. Now, most people know this about you. You were you were a huge supporter and you funded Donald Trump's campaign last Correct. time. You spent millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> that's where all my money goes. And wh- 
What do you think about Donald Trump? Donald J- Trump as the president of the United States. Two-term Trump. Um, I think that I, I just think people. We just got to do hot buttons. We're just trying to get clear. We're just trying to do, do, like, dude, you These gotta, are just hot buttons. I think, we all feel the same way about him. We think he's funny. He probably shouldn't be the president. That's literally the way we feel. He's, he's a celebrity who sh- probably shouldn't be the president. Probably shouldn't but, be the president. But I think the majority but he's of very American, funny. He's very funny, hilarious. I think majority of Americans are sick of politicians. And we're and just he was to, like the. Ne- we're trying to burn it down. It could have been anybody. We're burning the system down. Here's what's scary: when Kanye West goes, "I'm running for president in 2024," or The Rock, you're like, yeah. "Damn, these motherfuckers." Fuckers could win. They could absolutely win. I'm making Logan Paul president. We've talked about it a bunch on the show. I'm not going to talk about it again. I'm down for that. But it will happen. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. His brother being the in in the house is going to keep his brother at bay a little bit. We, we're going to work more needs with to be Logan. Less I like Jake. We got to. We I like work Jake. With Logan. We got to tone it down. A we got to tone it down a bit. We're going to work with Logan. We'll find Jake will do agriculture. We'll put him. We got to tone it we're down. We're going to work with Logan first. Um, when you hear politicians going, millionaires are the problem, rich people are the problem, you're somebody who has a lot of money. Yes. What do you feel like when you hear that, when you hear Bernie Sanders or people like that? Now, they're not necessarily talking about you. They're talking about the billionaire class. They're talking about the 0.001%. Right. But, but, it, but it doesn't make sense. You're a wealthy person. And, and they, I'm not point oh oh one. They would come, come with after the pitchforks me. for you. That's yeah, bullshit because I, uh, because I work well, for this. I work for this. I agree. I agree. And But they're also all millionaires. Some of them are. Bernie is Bernie, but Ber- well, sure. But I, the, the the people that are just angry at rich people, how do you think maybe they're misguided? Because some of them have a point. Uh, some have a point. The people, they these don't have families, and, and stuff. Uh, yeah, that agree. Have, have billions of dollars forever. But for people who are self-made entrepreneurs. You shouldn't touch them. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's the American dream, right? Right. What are you doing? I know. Immigration, more, less, even. How dare now your you? girlfriend is Mexican. Born and raised. Is she? Is she illegally? Do what? you do you, it? Real interesting. Now, do you ever threaten her with a little call to the authorities if she gets wise? Every Thursday. Yeah, you can go. Listen, we can daddy, really. Uh, daddy has to do can it. Really? Yeah. You talk back. You what know the, does you know she hate? Deal, Trump? Bitch. Because of course it makes sense. Um, man, it's not that she hates Trump. She doesn't like. Here's the thing: is, is she like, Americanized? It? Can she read and write and everything? Mm, kind of. Okay. English tough. A little bit. Yeah. Right. She's in and out. She's probably smoking. She's cool. Very attractive. Okay. Very good. Right. Yeah. Good mother. Good mother. Mexican right. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Good Very food. nurturing, warm. Yes. Does she make a pandaleri? What's that cake they have? Pan? Sopa? Dama yeah. sopa? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. What? So does she kill it with the enchiladas? Uh, she kills it with the enchiladas. Then they- does she order the Mexican maid around? And is that interesting dynamic? Ooh, here's the, the, right? in, the she here's feels, the interesting dynamic is the Mexican maids ever like I know you think you're a white bitch you ain't a white bitch yeah she's like bitch we know where you come from right. Guadalajara right. here's the thing though um, they the in my house I'm the only one who doesn't speak Spanish so in my house I'm like a and I have a whole bit about it it's like I'm a refugee in my own house oh that's hilarious there's not one word of English being spoke so your son even my son his his first language is Spanish really he uses English from his dad so he knows he's gonna have a speech impediment so okay. it's like it's tough. Is he a wild kid? How do you see? He's young yet. He's, it's tough to tell. Tough to tell. A lot of energy. So you see a lot of energy, but you don't know which way it's going to go. You don't no know idea. if he's going to be like Jake Paul, where you have to like you're, you're like you have to get out of the house. <laughs> you don't know if you have to. Is it gold fronting? Do you, you know? So there's. I think there was an article that said 31 percent of kids want to be YouTubers. Makes when sense. They, there's so yeah, much money now. So much money. It's crazy. How do you feel about society when you look at? what's happening on social media and YouTube and things like that. Does it make you feel confident where society's going? 
I, I think it's going to balance out. I think now we're, we're like just realizing how addictive social media is, how it's like this bullying thing with young kids and kids who commit suicide. There's like this cancel culture and this hate culture on there. And it, it's a, it's a good thing. It's also super negative. And I think it's going to sway back over here. And now you see how Instagram is, you can't see likes anymore. Instagram, you can't I feel see like followers. it's on its way out. Oh, you think so? Well, this is what they did with Facebook. They started playing around with it. And then it just became like a haven for boomers to scream at each other. Instagram, I think they're just starting to play around. Like the likes thing might not be the biggest deal, but I think if they keep fucking around with it, they keep changing the algorithm, it's more about you selling think? stuff. Well, it's also like how hot do any of these things stay forever? Young kids are on TikTok now, right? I don't, I don't know what TikTok is. TikTok's that Are thing. you on there? No, I should be. You know TikTok. It's that thing where people are dancing. They're falling down. They're doing crazy things. 15-second looping seconds. videos. They have all those TikTok cringe It's like Boomerang? Yeah, it's like Boomerang. It's like a 15-second, like a Vine, but longer. And and it's all those cringe compilations. But like our, our fan base isn't things. there. No, they can't buy tickets. You're right. But I'm just saying when you look at like at one point. There's always going to be something. But Facebook's around. Twitter's around, right? Twitter's still around. around Twitter was going away, but then Trump energized it and it became political. I like like Twitter a lot because you can put things out. People can share them relatively easily. Agree. So you put a video out. But I do like Instagram too. I don't want it to go away. I'm just saying there's always going to be the next thing. Right? Yeah. I I think what we're going to learn is social media and you're giving these these kind of these dark demons of voice where it gives them credibility to hate on successful people or hate on talented people and and also bully kids. So I think it's going to even out where like, oh shit, this isn't giving everybody a voice and giving them opinion. It's not good. So Brendan Schaub here on the Tim Dillon show for taking away the internet <laughs> from people. O- only, get rid of it. Only losers. Not but so not only losers. So not everyone should be able to communicate on social media. They shouldn't be able to. Commu- I agree. With they you, should by be able to communicate to th- certain people. You yeah. know. The problem is the now, access is the access is too. It, we've we've got rid of that fourth wall. We don't. I know. Let's. I want to. When we're talking about walls. Build that wall. Build that wall on social media. Build that wall to the people in their dad's basements to me. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people. I think the, here's what's scary and what you find out on social media. I think a lot of people are in basements. Like yes. a lot of people are in their dad's basement. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of mental illness. 100%. And, but there's also, it's their own mental illness. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and it comes out. And I think researchers find it like, oh, this isn't good, man. It's not good. What do you tell those people that want to change your life? What should they do? Let's say somebody's watching this and they used to hate you. Stop watching this. Stop watching this. <laughs> Great point. Stop watching this. Except give it five. We need five minutes for the download. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But but what what is somebody who's just a bitter, angry person that... Is uh, hates everybody. Maybe they're racist. Maybe they hate immigrants. Maybe they hate rich people. All valid points. You know, here's I, the I, thing. I, sure. Here's the. Uh, I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody in my group who are way more successful than me. I don't you. I don't, anyone who gets online and sends hate comments. To I don't. People. I don't. I know. I've never done it. I've so, never I don't know anyone it. who reads YouTube comments. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't associate with anyone. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd probably start there by not doing that. Right, right. Stop commenting and doing crazy. Well, just do, do a do a do a trial test. Get some girl you're interested in. Right. Have her come over. Yeah. She goes, "Oh, what are we doing?" And you go, "Oh, I'm gonna send hateful comments to this comic or this comic. See if she sucks your dick." How crazy would it be if the girl's like, 
Awesome. Let's go. Oh, I go. fucking hate him too. He goes good. Uh, let's uh, get Shaub. You know? Yeah, let's get him. Get him. Fighter in the cage. Yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah. What's your Reddit name? <laughs> I mean, it is sick, man. It is sick. What are you? Are you are the California till you die? Rogan talks about leaving all the time. I mean, the state is currently on fire. There's, there's always fires. It's, I don't it's know. It's literally on I'll fire. I'll always have a home there. I, I feel like to do stand-up, I'm going to have to be there. Yeah. Um. So I'll always have, yes, I'll always have a home there, but I don't know. Maybe when I'm older, I'll move out. Yeah. Do you, do, do, do I'd you go have, to San Diego. I'd probably stay in California. You, you love California. Love California. You're not, you've never- I hate a, how many people there are, but I, I love What California. do you think of New York as a city? I, I used to dislike New York because I'd get anxiety and stress me out because it's such a hustle. Right. And everything's moving and the, right. the buildings. And right. now the last, since I started doing stand-up, going back there, being able to hang around, like get to know people and like locals yeah. would take me around. I fucking love it. So you like it now. Love East Coast now. Love Philly, Boston, Those are New great York, cities for stand-up comedy. D.C. Man. Boston, D.C. They're all Philly, great, They're man. all great. What's your favorite place to perform? Uh, Wilbur and Boston's pretty good. Really? Yeah, that's Gramercy in New York's dope. So you're you're selling out. People love you. Are you going overseas at all? Yep. I'm. I just. Uh, I think we just announced it. A Fifty Shades of Brown tour. We're doing Europe, and uh, yeah, all over, man. Ireland. What do you say? What do you think the biggest thing, the biggest advantage that you have over other people when it comes to like your ability to you know get people in theaters and get people out? Like, what, I don't know. Do you, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I have an advantage. I think I have a fan base. Based well, you, it's an advantage, an earned advantage, but it's an yeah. Advantage. But yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm just saying, like, I don't think I have like some secret or so. Like, yeah, I think Burt Kreischer is way better at marketing than I am. He's great. He's, He's way better. Um, I don't. I don't. I, I I don't feel like I have an advantage when it comes to that stuff. I think. You know, I put in year. You know, me and Brian been together for six years. So when did you meet him? Uh, like six, seven years ago. And were you what doing stand up then, or you just met him? Before? No, met him and then uh, started doing the Fire and the Kid. Then took that on the road, and that's when I started doing stand up. So Fire and the Kid's been around for six years. Six years. And then you guys developed a huge fan base right out the gate, and then took that on the road. And when did you meet Rogan? Met Rogan. I mean, well, remember Rogan was a UFC commentator, of course. So okay. when I was fighting the UFC, me and Rogan were boys. Okay. And then we got really close when I moved to LA. Right. And then him and Brian were the ones who were like do stand. When did up. you first do stand up? I uh, first did stand up would be yeah. I mean, first time we did a live fire in the kid because uh, we did it at Bray Improv, five hundred fifty people. That was my open mic, and Brian was like, "Oh, you're gonna go out and you do ten minutes stand up." You're wow. going to do ten. Minutes. He was like, "So every show we're going to start doing this. This can be your open mic." And how did how was the Friday the first one go? Not great, right? Not great. I mean, not you know, it's, right? No, but, that, but that's the thing. People are like, "Oh, you didn't have to do the open mic thing where no one's around." I'm like, "Well, hold on. You mean open mics where it's full of other comics hating on the the comics who are performing? Right. My open mic was in front of 550 people. Tons of pressure. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Now and then, your first special was Showtime. How many years after that? Three. Do you feel like when Three you look back, do you say um, that was a crazy fast, crazy, crazy fast, insane, insane, insane to do a special that insane, that, yeah, 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 nuts, yeah, nuts. It's wild, wild. Would you do another one tomorrow? No, yeah, no, I, I'd probably wait, probably wait two years. I might do, I might do something, but not a, not a, not a f hour special. When you look back at the special, how do you feel about it now? Um, 
I feel, everyone I feel, hates everything they do. I hate everything. I hate, I hate, I hate all my podcasts. I hate, I hate, I hate my, my set I'm going to do tonight. I hate the set I'm going to do tonight. I hate everything. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of what I accomplished short amount of time. Yeah. I think it's I'm the, crazy. I think I'm the fastest person to get a, like a big network special yeah. in under a certain amount of years. Right. Which is a blessing and a curse. Um, but yeah, I'm proud of it, you know, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. but it's like I hate everything I do, so I don't know. We all hate. When, when I do a special in three years, which will be way better than that one, I'm gonna hate that one. Who's so your? I don't know. If you pick one guy right now, where you're like, this person is somebody you watch, and you're like, fuck, this guy's great. Bill Burr. Yeah. Well, there's a few. There's Burr. Yeah. There's a Schultz, uh, Mark Norman. Um, uh, shit, man. Um, there's there's a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Burr is amazing. They're all amazing. Everyone that you mentioned. What do you know, Fahim? Yeah, Fahim's great. Yeah, yeah. Performance him a lot. We're on usually together in the OR. Like Monster. After each other. I, I, yeah, to, he's great. As far as like joke for joke talent level, Fahim yeah. to me is top three around the store. Who probably. are your podcasters that you're like these guys are bananas? Do you listen to other podcasts or not really? Uh, my my favorite podcasts. I can't listen to other like podcasts like mine. Like. Um, you know, like silly shit that we right, do. Right, but is there anybody, is there any podcast the, the, out there? Uh, yeah, Dak Shepard, Armchair Expert. Interesting, okay. Yeah, that's and my what, favorite what podcast. What does he talk about? His is more of like a, um, he has guests on, he has um, Monica Padman, who's like his like co-pilot. She's really smart. They're like, I don't, it's just it's just like informative. He's been through so much shit in therapy that he put he like I learn a lot from it. Are like, you a therapy guy? Is that a? Do you I've think been to therapy, be but um, I don't, my therapy's from like, you know, I probably should go, but I, I don't have time. Right, it's fucked up. To Who say. are people that you can't beat up, or you can beat up all comics, most every comic? What about Whitney Cummings? Should be because tough. she's very she's kind of, rangy. She's kind of crafty. She also but, has like she's more of a mean spirit. Do you ever because you're a guy that was a fighter? Do you ever go out in L.A. and look at somebody and go, "That would be a tough fight." That guy's a not monster. once. I don't not th- once. I, I don't even think about fighting. Well, no, I, I can't know. remember last time I thought about fighting. Interesting. Do Never. you think it's because you're just a secure guy? Because there's a lot of little guys that always. It's get not that I'm fights. secure. I'm more of like, oh, these guys, they're gonna think my I'm bad at comedy. I'm, I'm thinking of comedy and cerebral stuff. Interesting. Like, and then I'm, also, somebody I'll, you're I'll gonna hit somebody, in, they're gonna sue you for your house. Well, it's it's like I walk in a room like, ah, oh, fuck, man, these guys are gonna think I don't belong here. Or, Right, or I'm not as smart as these guys. Right, or I've only been doing it for four so you, years. Right, so whatever I'm worried about that. you have are different. Yeah, I'm not worried about, oh, can these guys beat me up? Uh, right, <laughs> right. What about, like, that, like, the thing, like, you know, Rogan's famous for his kick, right? He has that famous kick that he does on YouTube or whatever. I'm not famous for his kick, like, fucking. Well, you know, I don't mean, I mean, in the fighting world, like, like people, Edson Barbosa. No, of course, but, like, people will show me, they'll be like, look at that kick, that's crazy. Do you have, like, a fighting move that you're known for? I was known for, like, my Darsh choke. Okay, now explain what that is, because that's interesting to me. Yeah, it's, uh, so, like, if a guy were to, sh- like, what's it called? Uh, Darsh choke. Darsh it's like, choke. It's like with their arms like this. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So you would just choke people. It was I was I was very I was good at it and getting it from different all different positions. Do you, were you ever a wrestling guy? Did you ever watch like WWF, WWE growing I up? I did and I then I turned ten and yeah, then got over I, it. I'm with you. Yeah. I think it's a little depressing how comics still go to WrestleMania when they're in their thirty. I mean Me it's too. a little much. I can't Not, I can't get into it. Me yeah. and Tony Hinchcliffe talk about this all the time. Like I had a bit Tony of Tony loves it. I had my bit a uh, bit on my social out Hulk Hogan Tony's like, dude, come on, man. You don't need to be doing that. Right. I'm like, it's Hulk Hogan. Yeah, yeah, He's only yeah. made the sex tape. Oh, yeah. So what Tony said, no, don't do it. Well, he's just like, come on. If you're going to do that, man, you know, it's like, 
they just like they like that's their Joe Montana or that's their you know Richard Pryor like they yeah they're huge I, I just can't get it because you did the real thing it's like why we know it's a choreographed dance recital oh, I tried getting into it and I'm rock you owe me fucking sixty nine ninety nine I watched I'm like this is terrible yeah, it's not good it's so strange it's not good in closing what are is there anything that you would say to uh you know people that are excited about what you're doing and if it like are are there are there things where you're like I want to make these things better like I want to like are there are there things that you're excited to do do you have any interest in doing anything other than podcasting or stand up if you had the money is there a version of Brenda Child that puts Stops. out that put what that stops doing it no that puts out a movie that puts out a documentary that puts out i mean i've been uh, offered a tv show that, yeah i've been I, offered but i mean like yourself making it like do you ever say to yourself i want to make more shit different the, the shit. only thing i would do is it, it do like a buddy comedy like series but with all all our all our friends yeah i mean that's so not like a with bad Theo, idea brian yeah it's Dalia, not a bad idea. segura yeah joey diaz wrote Great like idea. all the guys i'd be down for that but yeah outside that no like yeah. I get offered movie stuff all the time, auditions. Yeah. It's just not stand up. No, no, no. Enough. I mean, if you had, if you enough. could kind of do it uh, again, if it was like with me and Brian or me yeah. and Theo, yeah, yeah I'd be down. Do yeah, but if absolutely. it's just if it's not, because I think maybe that's the direction things will go eventually. Agree. You know, you well, the, but also doing. with like you know, everyone has kind of we have this built in audience from the podcast and yeah. stand up where if you think of all our crew in LA, it's like, it's kind of a network. Think how much power is in that. Yeah. So like all these like comedy central spike, all, all these networks, they're going to want that audience. They're trying to get in the digital space. Yes. Yeah, so We're already there. It's interesting. Cause I mean, we do so much podcasting and stand up. There's probably other things that we could do Agreed. eventually. hundred percent, you know, cause there's so many, like I've always wanted to do, a thing about what I was like in mortgages and then cast like Coco Diaz or Santino or like these guys, you know, like in like that type of thing. And I think in a few years that would absolutely be possible. And you could fund it yourself. Yeah, 100 yeah. percent. I think that that'll be the next way. Agree. Where can people find you? You want to plug anything, promote anything? When's this come out? This will come out Sunday night. I'm in Salt Lake City, Sunday, Utah. Saturday, 8, 12 a.m. So Sunday day. Salt Lake City, Utah next week. Wise guys. And great, then Wise great, Guys is great. Great, great club. club. Um, Go to, I think it's called something's diner, Rose's diner or something. Red Iguana, bro. Red Iguana's dope. But then there's also a weird diner up in the hills. It's just beautiful in That's that nice. area. Yeah, I'll get Something's you the, Oh, I have Kansas City first week of December, and then I'm in Jersey, I think, one night, December 14th. Fighter in Borgata. the K. T-Fat-K.com. T-Fat. T-Fat-K. T-Fat-K. Yep. Dot com. Um, very good. Thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks, thanks for doing making this, man. Yeah. Thanks for making the time. I know this was good to uh, see you, brother. Yeah, I'll be I'll come see you guys soon. Yeah. I love you guys. I yeah, think you're you a lot too, of fun. man. Love Calum's you. Man. Great. All right, guys. Thanks so much.